Okay, the person that we're talking about this morning is one of the most iconic figures in the Bible. His wardrobe, choice of diet, and confrontational lifestyle have been talked about for thousands of years. You guys know who I'm talking about. His name is John the Baptist. John the Baptist. He was a very dynamic leader. Uh, he was a very gifted communicator. And he's also considered to be the, the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. And you might be thinking, well, John's in the New Testament. He is in the New Testament, but, but it's actually Old Testament until Jesus goes to the cross and raises up. That's the church age. That's the New Testament. So John the Baptist is considered the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. And for today, he is going to fill the role of pastor, okay? He wasn't really a pastor. He's a prophet, more like an evangelist, like the first one. He was like the OB, the original Baptist. Like he, he you know, OB, you see what I'm saying? Um, he was the first person to baptize anybody. Um, he's taking the role of pastor, leader, influencer, whatever that is for you. And maybe you're in here and you're like, you know, you think, that, you know, like I'm not your pastor. You're watching online and, and, and you go to a different church or you're under a different spiritual covering. That's fine. Uh, whoever that is for you, that, that's what we're talking. That's who John is going to represent today. Uh, and, and as I was reading through this story of John, I realized that we actually have quite a bit in common uh, with John the Baptist. For instance, uh, he loved honey. And I've said, right? Who, who doesn't love honey? Oh, <laughs> didn't expect that. Uh, I thought everybody loved honey. John the Baptist was like the original Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Get it? Because he lived in the woods and he liked honey. And I bet Winnie the Pooh would have ate some locusts too. Okay, here's a joke. You want to hear a joke? I'll tell you, I'll tell you a joke. What did John the Baptist and Winnie the Pooh have in common? Their middle name. <laughs> that was a slow train. That one was a slow train coming through. We got coffee out there. Uh, here's another joke. Here's another one. This is a good one, I thought. Uh, why did John take his shoes off before he got in the water? To save his soul. Yeah, yeah. Move on? Okay, okay. Here's something else. John had impeccable style, y'all. His style, he had mad style game. What's that big, like, style thing they do? Why am I even talking? I don't even know what it's called. Like, Coachella or something like that? I don't know. Um, you probably don't know either, to be honest with you. Um, it's best not to know, I'm sure. But... He would have been there and he would, have, he would have just knocked everybody out. Like he would have won because it says that John the Baptist wore camel's hair. Like he, when is the last time you walked into church? When's the last time you were brave enough to go to the grocery store wearing a camel? Like that's bold. This man was, his style was wild. And I don't know about you, but when I look at the WVU mascot, I, Ron's not feeling good this morning. Uh, Ron, I'm sure you're watching online. We just bless you. Uh, and... Uh, uh, but anyway, he loves WVU. Anybody else love WVU? Yeah. Go Marshall. Um, I don't even know who Marshall is. So uh, I don't even know where WVU is. Is it? In? I'm kidding. But anyway, um, when I look at the WVU mascot, I think about John the Baptist. Like I think that's what probably John looked like. And I bet the mascot loves honey too. So there's a connection there. Um, or maybe he doesn't. You know what I think? In fact, if John the Baptist was alive today, I think he would be a Mountaineer fan. I really do because scripture says that John lived in the hill country of Judah. 
John would have been a fan of, he would have been a fan of the mountain state. And as we're going to see in just a minute, God used the style, the weird kind of quirky style of John and his character to draw people in. God used a really strange looking fellow to draw people in. But once they got there, John the Baptist would point them to Jesus. And that's the key of all we're talking about. God may use you to draw people in. God may use you to affect your, your circle of influence. But once they get there to you, don't keep them. Point them to Jesus. Because if they stay with you, they're in trouble. <laughs> John didn't say, hey, look at me. Look at my clothes. Look at the good words I have and the good message I can bring. No. He said, don't look at me. I'm telling you about the guy to come. I can't do anything for you, but Christ can. And this is a really big problem in church history. This has been something that has absolutely plagued the church since the beginning of the church. There have been countless churches absolutely destroyed. There have been countless people that have totally lost their faith. Like they, they, they would never the dar darken the door of a church again because a man decided to take credit that, that rightfully belonged to Christ. Or they decided to put their faith in somebody there was just a man, and it ruined them. It ruined their life and their family. Do you see what I'm saying? Have you experienced that? You don't have to raise your hand, but, but I know that some of us have experienced that. What happened when a man falls? And, and what I'm trying to tell you today is that your faith should be in Christ. And so even though it's sad when somebody falls or leaves or whatever, that shouldn't affect your relationship with Jesus because you're not going through a middleman, right? You're going straight to the stores. And that's what, that's what John did and he john knew this very important fact if god draws people in which he's doing right now he's doing it right now if god draws people in but you decide that you want the attention for yourself if i decide that i want the attention for myself instead of pointing them to jesus or if you decide to give that credit and that praise to a man god will quit drawing and people will stop coming because eventually, you only go so far. Do you agree with that? Like, I'm here to tell you, I'm a human. I'm a human just like you. And I know you know that, and I know some of you know that better than others, but I, I can only get you so far, okay? I can only take you so far. You have to be rooted and grounded in Christ. Okay, let's get into the Word. Uh, Matthew chapter 3 is where we are. If you have your Bible or um, you have your Bible app, go ahead and pull up Matthew chapter 3. And I just want to read this story to you, this story of John the Baptist. In those days, this is verse 1, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now, th this is really cool, and it may not be something you think about when you read through the story. When John is saying, Repent, give your life to the Lord, because the kingdom of heaven has come near, Christ was already there. Christ was walking around. He hadn't been revealed to John yet. He would have been there. Jesus most likely would have been in John's following. Go figure that one out. That's so cool. Okay, let, let's keep reading here. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. So a long time ago, an Old Testament prophet, Isaiah, said that there's this guy coming, and he's going to prepare the people. He's going to make way for the Lord to come. He's going to start telling people, hey, Jesus is coming don't look to me. Get ready for Christ. That's all he's going to do. Isaiah said it was coming. He said, when you see this guy dressed like a crazy man living out in the wilderness, know that Jesus is very near. Know that the Messiah is coming. Okay. 
The prophet Isaiah said, he will be the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John's clothes were made of camel's hair. And he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. Locusts and wild honey. Think about that when you go to lunch after church and it's not what you thought it would be. This man was eating locusts and wild honey and he was blessed. God blessed. Okay. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. A lot of people came to John confessing their sins. They were baptized by him, by John, in the, the, the Jordan River. So very early on in this story, and the Bible actually doesn't talk about John the Baptist a whole lot, but early on in this story, we are seeing that John is a very popular guy. He is people really like John. They're coming from all over the region to hear John speak. They're coming from all over the place to be touched by John the Baptist. And it is, God is using John. God is blessing John. God is drawing people in to John. Okay, the people love him, and they probably thought he had an awesome outfit. John may even have had like a small honey business on the side. We don't know. Like going up to the road of Damascus, he may have been slinging honey. But as we're going to see in the verses to come, John the Baptist is going to show us how to do this. He's going to show us how to be servants. He's going to show us how to be humble, how to become faceless and say, not me, but Christ be glorified. He is going to show us how to do that. He's going to show us what that looks like. He's going to take the attention off of himself and put it on Jesus. I want you to skip to verse 11. John said this, I baptize you with water for repentance But after me comes one who is more powerful than I. Some scriptures say, after me comes somebody who's greater than myself. Whose sandals, I'm not even worthy to touch. I'm not worthy to pick them up off the ground. He will baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. With Holy Spirit and the fire. And and there are so many things in this story. I had another one of them weeks where just a lot of stuff was coming. And I had to take a lot of stuff out because I want to focus on, on one thing this morning. That is, God was bringing people from all over the place, right? God was bringing people all over the region to a place. And God is bringing, right now today in 22, God is bringing people from all over the place to this church. And so this, this story is really, really important to us, okay? They're coming to see John, to hear John speak. But then John says, God may be using me. That's uh, this scripture right here. He says he will baptize you with something better than I have. John is saying God may be working through me and God may be using me. God, may, God is going to do incredible things through me. But one is coming that is greater than me. In fact, I'm not even worthy to touch his shoes. And he will do something better for you than I could ever do. Like, like the one that's coming Jesus, you will be so much better off with him as your source than me as your source. And when he says right here, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John says this. He says, this is what I'm doing. I'm baptizing you with water. Okay? And that's good. We should be baptized with water. It's an outward sign of change on the inside, right? John's saying, I'm doing this right now. But, or get ready for what comes next. But somebody is coming that is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So John is saying, what I'm doing is good. And I'm telling you this morning, what I'm doing in this place is good. What God is doing in this church is good. 
But Jesus can do so much more than I can do, than Tim can do, than John can do, than anybody you know, anybody you look up to. Jesus is abundantly, exceedingly more powerful than that. And my job is to point you and connect you with the hand of Christ. Okay, so as this church grows and there's an energy and an excitement, just keep your eyes on Christ. You with me so far? All right.